I'm joined, of course, uh, as I am every week by psychotherapist Bodie Marzen. Um, Bodie can be contacted on 0424 uh, Just a quick uh, announcement to also thank uh, my good mate Dale uh, from Mounties Group, Noel Pope from doing uh, Frock the Rock, a uh, rock, the frock, where he gets dressed up in a, in a frock on a... Um, on a, on a Friday down there at the Lawson Post Office. So uh, big thanks to, uh, of course, to, to, uh, to Noel Pope and as, as well to uh, Craig Beachy from All Manufacturing Personnel Proprietary yeah. Limited, recruitment and labour hire company specialising in staffing solutions to the manufacturing need. Bodie, how the bloody hell are you, mate? Final show of the year. It's been a, it's been a, it's just been a funny year, hasn't it? Oh, gosh, every year is a funny year, isn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, but, um, <coughs> and... Yeah, I was sort of thinking um, how to th- think about the year and, and um, you know, what we've done and what the world's done and what sort of stuff and the COVID experience. And, yeah, there is a lot to reflect on, isn't there? There's a lot of, um, um, I, th- I think, ongoing challenges sort of coming up around um, health and um, the way we look after each other and that sort of stuff. But I was sort of thinking that um, I was wanting to sort of talk a little bit more about fellowship and about sort of looking after each other. Um, at, um, you know, over the Christmas period, is, is an opportunity for us to talk about fellowship and talk about friendship and talk about um, taking care of each other mm. um, and stepping away from the old com- competitions or the struggles. Mm. You know, bearing hatchets. You know, that idea. Sort of, yeah. we would like to sort of reflect on that. How am I this morning? I've been listening to that music, Miserere May Deus. You know, it's a, a piece of music written by. Allegri in the, about the um, 11th or 12th century, a piece of music that the Vatican cherished for a long time, and it's polyphonic music. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just absolutely uh, gorgeous. It's mesmerising, isn't it? I, I, yeah, yeah, so I've been listening to that a lot, and uh, just uh, um, amazed by the human voice and our, and our capacity to sing, yeah. um, and, what, and what, it does to our, what it does to my heart and mind. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah music's very emotional, isn't it? Very, yeah. very kind of uh, evocative. You know, I think the classic yeah. to me, and I just love it to death, is uh, the uh, difference between the spoken voice and the singing voice of Adele. Oh, yes. It's just, <laughs> just incredible. Because I remember... Uh, what are you trying to say to me, Geezer? I remember one time she did a show at the Albert Hall and all, you know? You know yeah. what I mean? And, uh, and then she's got this most... And I think she's got one of the most beautiful voices yeah. in the yeah. world. Is that the way with, she ordered everyone pizza? <laughs> uh, yeah, along with uh, you know uh, Amy Winehouse, they were only a year uh, apart from each other yeah. in a music school they yeah. went to in uh, North That's London, I think. Yeah, and, uh, I'm, I'm massive on Amy Winehouse. They knew each other yeah. quite well. She's got an outstanding voice. She she would have been. Yeah, I think she would have been another one that was you know singing in her seventies and eighties. Yeah, she's got she a beautiful was. voice. But I hope uh, you know I think Adele's come through a bit of a bad patch and. Um, well, she's completely and, uh, transformed herself. She's I think, come uh, the you other know, side, looking yeah. at that um, that Oprah gig that she did, and I, I think the, you know, you know I, I feel I have a few similarities to Adele in the sense that she's so open, she's so yeah, yeah, yeah. willing to share her story, her journey. Mm. I think mm. the songs do that, but when you hear her speak, and that just makes her so much more likable, doesn't it? Yeah, I think you know, so you, too. You, you fall in love, you feel like you know her. You don't, you, mm. you know, you don't feel as though there's that level of or that distance of above you know like yeah. as, as from other artists or you yeah. know she's just relatable the other thing i find remarkable about people like adele it's a bit like you know um you know jimmy barnes and uh, billy Connolly and a whole lot of people mm. like that you know they they to me they um they personify the vietnamese 
people's attitude and and mm. and for no accidental um you know reason or philosophy when you look at vietnamese history yeah. their emblem is the lotus mm. you know and it grows in mud and crap and mm. just you know pollution and just horrible gunk and yet it produces this most amazingly beautiful white flower mm. and i think you know if people think well you know if um people like you know adele and jimmy barnes and and um you know billy Connolly, and i've read all of their books you know i love yeah. that stuff i've got a collection yeah. of books of people like that and uh they can come through that stuff and they quite often you know and the three people i've mentioned they all tend to come from really really adverse circumstances yeah. and broken marriages yeah. and it kind of um forms who they are and who they become and, and you know you look at you know the work of amy winehouse again you know um the same the same kind of thing happens and she writes songs about that but mm. just picture if you will just picture if you will in tottenham in england which is not it's not the classist area mate you know what i mean Camden. you know it's, yeah. it's, it's like working class isn't it um a 16 year old kid sits on her bed yeah. with a guitar mm. and she sings and writes my hometown yeah 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 well yeah mic drop yeah yeah exactly. it's staggering and she um she later admitted on that show that she did with Oprah that because her father was upset about being a piss pot and like a lot of mm. alcoholics later in life, they give up the turps. By then it's too late. The damage is already done and they can't mm. repair it. They can't get it back. Mm. Now, Mark Evans, her father, um, uh, he could only listen to My Hometown and it choked mm. him up and he didn't listen to one more of her songs, because incredible it as it seems, because of where it took him back to yeah. and what he lost yeah. and what he didn't have because yeah. she didn't talk to him for about 20 years or so. Wow. But they came back as kind of they reconciled mm. on his deathbed more or less yeah, and yeah. Um, the other thing I like about Adele of course is her uh, second name is Blue <laughs> ah, there you go Blue hey? Adele yeah Adele Blue, Adele Blue. I didn't, Adele, I didn't Adele. introduce you we're, we're Adele joined Blue by Blue Atkins. this is Blue Phillips talking yeah. by the way sorry <laughs> listeners <laughs> so there you go eh? what about that yeah I think I think you know, what, what I'm taking from all of that is that it's, it's all about trying to we're well, not trying to it's, it's all about owning your scars isn't it you know owning mm. some of uh, you know the the history; those things that are, uh, cut you deepest, yeah, and, yeah. and you know they could really form who who you can be as a person. Yeah, very know? much so. You know, I used to talk a lot about you know training, particularly you know younger diggers and younger officers that had come through a bit of a hardship. And I, I just simply describe it. You know, yeah. I'm no bloody rocket scientist, but just as like a you know a T intersection. Yeah, and you're driving down this road, and there's this road at 90 degrees on both sides. You can either turn left and you can play the, you know, poor me, poor me, and there'll people that'll go with you on that and I'll pat you on the back for the rest of your life and I'll say, oh, you know, poor you, poor you. But if you say, like the Barneses and the Connollys and the Adels and the, yeah. and the Amy Winehouses and those sort of people, you turn to the right and you say, well, I'm deliberately leaving that shit behind mm. and I'm going this way and I'm going to forge my own path. Mm. I've got ultimate respect for those kind of yeah. people. And I say, you know, whatever you do, if you turn left, stop blaming where you come from mm. and what happened to you because mm. you're now in the realm of deliberate choices. You're you understand stuck what in I mean? the mud there, aren't you? And if you, if you go to the right, then, you know, you'll get support and that as well. But more importantly, mm. you know, as mm. we used to say to people, you know, especially blokes, when you put a lot of blokes under pressure, like I have in the cliff and the canyon and mm. those sorts of environments, and I say, oh, you know, I've got nothing to prove and, you know, I don't really have to show anything and, you know, I really could do this. And you know mm. they can't. They're lying to themselves. Mm. And, I, and I tell people, you know, there's one person in the world that you can't 
lie or bullshit to, and that's why Tashi, that is yourself. <laughs> and you'll know that there's going to be a whole group of people going back to Duntroon this afternoon in a vehicle, a 21-seater, and only one of them would have walked on all the missions and the challenges that I set for them. Right. And no matter how you try and address it to yourself, you'll know that you really missed an opportunity yeah. to develop and push yourself and you failed to take it. Mm. So, you know, you've got to own that. You've yeah. got to own that decision. Yeah. And don't don't tell me that it's all about this and it's all about that. It's just that you can't... You know, we used to set, we used to set an example, you know. We'd say, imagine that, like, in this room, we had two chairs lined up and we put a painter's plank on those two chairs. And you ask people to step up on that painter's plank and just step across it. Almost everybody on earth would do that. But mm. if you do that and there's a 500-metre drop either side... Would you do it then? Mm. What's changed? Mm. What's changed? Getting to the chair and walking across it is exactly the same. Mm. It's just now you've got this perception of height and danger and risk on both mm. sides of you. But mm. the actual mission hasn't changed. It's mm. only your headspace that's changed. Okay. And, yeah. you know, to be able to operate in that. And I say, oh, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, when you look at it, like, um, you know, roofers and tilers and painters, they don't all. A lot of them shortcut. But, you know... The, the, the federal and state working at heights safety legislation comes in at two metres. I mean, mm. that's just top that's, of that yeah, that's right. blackboard yeah. there. Mm. They're all supposed to be harnessed and, you know, restrained and have, you know, um, um, some sort of, you know, balcony mm. system set up. Uh, what's, what, what are they called? Yeah, yeah, scaffolding, yeah, scaffolding. scaffolding. Yeah. Um, all that sort of stuff because, you know, two metres isn't that high yeah. and invariably when I take people on abseil, how high is it blue? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like that you guy know, in France. If it's over, if yeah. it's over two meters, it might as well be 150. Mm. Your actions don't change. I'll tell you what, I got a gripe about is that as a 70 or 72 uh, in December, uh, well, 10 days time, um, joining your ranks, brother. Um, I can't climb a ladder. I'm not allowed to. Hey, what for 72? Well, it's a real gripe. Well, do, you, do you know why? Because they're called widow makers. Well, mate, Are they? That's that what ladders. There's, there's, there's just come on, Blue. You've got the there's, there's, You've got every Australian saying under the sun. What's a ladder called? <laughs> it's a um, keeping nurses busy. You know, like there's, there's just not enough beds in the cartoon. I'll tell you a funny story. Um, a couple of years back, they're, they're pretty much on their own now because they've got a system sorted out. But um, the SES got asked to help out the uh, Lura uh, Progress Association, and um, and so uh, myself and a, and a and a mate went. And uh, they just wanted help to, you know, set up the main street of Lura, the mall, um, yeah. with some Chrissy decks, you know, hang stuff up. Yeah. And they had this monster of a tree that we stood up and um, somebody had to go and put the, you know, the Pujaka, Pibia, you know, the star, the angel or something yeah. on the very top of the tree and then run some lights at about gutter level. We got this, um, they had this huge uh, ladder that they cranked up from somewhere because the association itself owns a bit of gear. Mm. Anyway, we propped up this ladder and supported it and that sort of stuff and everybody looks around and there were about <laughs> five blokes there <laughs> and they all said, if I get on that ladder, my missus says she's, she's going to kill, kill me. me. Exactly if, I, right. if I survive the fall, she said, you know, they're all their wives said, as a collective, <laughs> you're on your own, buddy. And so I said, oh, it looks like it's one of the orange people have to climb the ladder. Then. And she said, well, that's why we actually invited you here because we need a ladder climber. Not one of these blokes, and they're all successful business people in Lura, yeah. was prepared to... Um, climb up. To... Uh, yeah, to uh, yeah. climb the ladder. Yeah, yeah well, we go. I guess it's risk over reward there, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, can, I, can I just go back to... Uh, yeah, sure, mate. Can I just go back to something that Bodhi said? You know, it's all about, you know, Christmas and the spirit of cooperation. 
I just hope that next time we meet on the on the badminton court, he remembers that that it's not about competition; it's about support. Because I can just see what's going to happen. It's going to be kill die. He's, that, he's got a newly be... strung racket to test, and I've got uh, new shoes from Rebel Sports that I'm right. itching to try out. So uh, is that in about an hour's time? It's going to be. Yeah, I'm going no, after this. Good. You're, you're not. You're not playing today. No, no, no. no, no Thursday, but soft as soft as custard. Break, <laughs> break and strain. Well, break hang and on, hang on. Can we go back to Sunday? Break and strain of a wet ball. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a text message from you to say that you were playing. He tells me that you've been talking about playing all day Sunday. Yeah. And what happened? He didn't show up. He didn't show up. No, he didn't no, no. show Because you had a new record, with a restrung record. Failed to appear. Failed to <laughs> appear. You know, like, my marriage is like a well, bank account. My marriage is like a bank account. I've got to put stuff in sometimes. And I'd had about uh, three days. I was running a corporate adventure program. I uh, worked all day Saturday helping the, uh, the SES crew up here doing... Uh, roof height safety assessments, climbing big letters and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, with that, um, Thursday I was tied up getting ready for this big corporate program. Friday I actually ran it. I was out all day. Mm. And then Saturday I was away all day on this um, you know, support task for the SES. And I thought, you know, I better give the missus Sunday. So yeah. we had, you know, all of Sunday together. So, uh, yeah, but I'll be, uh, I'll be up there, uh, <laughs> well, what, okay, be up there today. Good. I, look, I'll, I'll pass over to you here, uh, with this bodes, I know you've got a couple of notes there as well, but um, you know, friendship, fellowship, um, mm-hmm. looking after your mates back. Uh, I, I guess the one thing that I'm taking out of 2021 is the non-judgment thing, and I think okay. that before the whole COVID issue, I think we as a collective um, were f- far more likely to have someone's back or to give someone the benefit. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's happened in the Australian cricket team, and uh, you know, with Steve Smith coming back in, as you know, you know, Ian Chappell, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian Chappell says he shouldn't be there. He cheated. He flat out you. Well, he didn't cheat. It was actually David Warner and Cameron Bancroft well, broke the eleventh commandment, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. But and and he he was the first to put his hand up too. So, you know, I, I just think that coming out, there's there's been a lot of. Uh, just a lot of angst through these last two years. And I think that there's a lot of division happening, I think, particularly in Victoria, um, protest-wise. But I think start at home with just perhaps, you know, giving it a night's sleep before making a decision. You mm, think that's mm. a reaction or... Um, and and give, give your mate the benefit of the doubt. And I just yeah. don't think that we have been giving the benefit of the doubt as much as what we could or used to do. Yeah, it's like that, um, you know, Facebook can be a pain in the bum sometimes, but sometimes you get a bit of a jam. And I, I remember years ago, I might have mentioned it before on the show, somebody put a post up that says, which resonated with me, particularly what my wife and I were going through at the time with our kids, mm. um, with a you know loss of our older son. Uh, it said, be kind always. Mm. You never know what someone's carrying mm-hmm. internally. And, you and, don't, and, and yeah. you know, they'll hide it. You'll mm. see them in the street. You say, oh, g'day, Blue. Yeah, g'day, mate. How are you? You don't know what they just know. can't... You don't no. know. The person that cuts you off in the street or sticks their finger up out the window, whatever, you, you know, know. You give, just give so them the benefit. You, just you know, uh, I think there's like, it carries a bit of weight to be able to do that. And I think it's going to mm. help us as people to, to grow better or to go back to, you know, have each other's back. Um, you know, I just uh, it's, it's just the one thing I really picked up, particularly yeah. over these last two years, but this year particularly. It's interesting, you know, because... Um, you know, talking on the you know the last show of, of the year about you know um, COVID nineteen and its and its ramifications, I think 
one of the really good things is, you know, we used to talk in army training about, we used to, you know, call things a string bag test. Mm. You know, you just load everything up into a string bag, pick it up and shake it, and you work with what's left in the bag. You know, you just like, you know, kind of delineate and, uh, you know, sort, sort through, sort the wheat from the chaff and say, well, okay, that's what we got left. Let's crack on from here, you know. Mm. And I think, um, well, I don't think, I think it's 100% certifiable that um, not much in our society is going to be the same. You know, like um, business will change, it'll have to change or it'll go under. You know, I think, um, you know, some of those great, you know, multi-storey towers in the city, you watch, they'll become like Singapore and Hong Kong. A lot of that stuff will become residential because there's a lot of people, particularly I think dads, who have actually got used to being part of the family, maybe got used to doing the school run, maybe got used to cooking dinner of a night, maybe got used to being around the kids and now the boss is saying, mate, I need you to come back in for five days a week from six till... S-. They don't want to do it. And I, and I know so many yeah. people, mostly um, women, not all of them, you know, um, in you know, single, single mother type situations, but um, I could name half a dozen women that I know that used to, you know, five days a week in Parramatta and making the family work. Yeah. They'll go down one or two days now. I know another one who works... Um, you know, uh, works in the city, she says, well, you know, you'll be lucky to get one full day. I don't need mm. to anymore. Mm. And, you know, and I think um, uh, something that I've always thought, what's Lithgow real estate take off? You know, Lithgow would be a beautiful place to live. Mm. There's some beautiful, you know, inexpensive miners' cottages down there. Okay, it's a long way away. But if you can get good NBN down there and you can work from home, mm. it might as well be bloody Western Bullamacanca, mate. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And so I think that those... Um, things like that will will change society. And the other thing I think that's interesting is, is as you say, people have had a had a breath. And you know, um, what they find even with rats in a laboratory, once you take them off the um, you know like the artificially created treadmill, the rat race, they don't want to get back on it. Mm, mm. You know, and I think that's the way society will change. So what that's meant is that a lot of people have had time to reflect. They've had time to read. They've had time to just um, you know. Um, look kind of inwards and say well okay am i now the person that i want to be going forward and my daughter put up an interesting post on our family viber page for us to think about she said um she's in london has been for 11 years now she says um you know i'm finding that the happier people that i know and the happiest people in life quite profound actually but she she is red hair with her daughter so she's got some brains um she says uh, the happiest people i know are those who are on a quest of lifelong learning and discovery and self-improvement and the saddest people I know are the ones to instantly rush to judgment. Now, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Because like you were saying, you know, someone cuts you off in the traffic or gives you the bird or something. What have they just faced? Mm. You know, what's, what's been in their life that sort of caused them to do that? And, um, you know, it's like Alison says, if you just take a breath and, and, and don't make your first reaction like a, a critical judgmental one, um, because what that shows generally is the person who's instantly critical of others are probably not real happy about themselves either yeah, and then yeah. it stems from that and they think well you know my life's gone to put i'm going to make yours a misery as well you know yeah. so it's that's yeah. um you yeah. know like that classic you know two men look up through the same prison bars one sees mud the other sees stars mm. so you know right from the get-go even looking out of a, a jail window mm. you choose your outlook for the day yeah. yeah and i think um yeah my daughter's quite right with that yeah yeah, yeah that's pretty good boat oh yeah i'm, I'm in full agreement um, mm. uh, you know, and I think that question of um, the self self obsessive uh, personality, or you call it narcissism, uh, narcissistic, 
Um, but um, if one keeps on thinking what one has missed out on, um, um, you'll keep on opening up mm. increasing dissatisfaction because um, you keep measuring yourself against others and say, oh, look, you know, the, he's beating me there and that sort of stuff, which is a recipe for um, um, unhappiness. So if, if we're looking for satisfaction, um, we've got to step outside a preoccupation with oneself and actually think about um, um, the journey that you're in with others that are fellow travellers and build connections. I mean, it's all yeah. about building connections. Yeah. Mental health. Um, is all about connections. I mean, even, even our natural world uh, is all about connections. Forests, particularly, are uh, interconnected to an extent that uh, um, it's absolutely fascinating what's going on underneath trees uh, as what's going on top. Um, and the whole business of that interconnection is to actually manage the reality of weather, uh, food, water, um, illness, uh, bug attacks, all those sorts of things. So um, there's power in community. And I think we've kind of um, become saturated with this idea that we all have to strive and, and try and beat the other or sort of, you know, social mobility. Um, and it's sort of made us, um, at some le level, um, we've lost, lost sight of each other. Mm. So I think this is why I'm sort of the Christmas mm. message, mm. if you like, from mm. me. It's something about reconnection, something about um, um, loving more uh, intently or more specifically... Um, if, uh, family, um, building connections so that you've got substantial holding. Because mental health is all about well-being and who knows you. Mm. And if you're well, if you're well known, um, you know, um, I'm absolutely satisfied that that person is functioning really well. Mm. But if you're actually in a state of disconnect, um, that's a recipe for deep depression um, mm. and mm. for um, all sorts of related mental sort of kind of challenges. Mm. Mm. So that, you know, the illusion of um, striving and being an individual is one of the biggest illusions that uh, the 21st century has kind of hit us with. Mm. That illusion that actually all we are is an individual. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And that will be a source of ongoing happiness. That's why, in my belief, depression rates, anxiety rates have skyrocketed to an extent because to load people up with your individual mm. um, uh, is a profound source of anxiety. And you're mm. the most special person on the planet. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, you get that. And you can't do wrong. Yeah, you can't do wrong. And, and then uh, they get in the workforce. Yeah. Oh, there's a big wide open. cog in the wheel. I was lucky yeah. I got in the workforce at nine collecting golf balls and then I started McDonald's at 14. I'll tell you now, I didn't find out about discipline until... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, discipline I had at home was a different type of discipline, but systems and discipline and it, McDonald's... Well, it carries over, you know. Like it's my, my Mrs. Sharon used to be a cinema manager in Canberra for a lot of years, for the 12 years we spent in Canberra, and she used to manage a couple of cinemas in Canberra in the Greater Union uh, Syndicate at, uh, you know, Civic, as they call, you know, the CBD of Canberra is Civic and uh, Monica, and... Um, They'd get, you know, heaps and heaps and heaps, especially at this time of the year, you know, between uni breaks and kids finishing year 12, um, heaps and heaps of people, you know, wanting to become, you know, ushers or candy bar kids and that sort of stuff. And Sharon would just look through them, look through them, Maccas, okay, you start Monday. Another yeah, one, yeah. you know, um, you know, young girls, Maccas, because they're ruthless. They're yeah. disciplined. You know, yeah. you only get one chance in Maccas. And if yeah. you turn up scruffy yeah. or, you, you know, you turn up with something out of place or, you know, with, you know, yesterday's sauce on your uniform, that's it. That's it, you're gone. Well, it just, it's just so systemated, you know. It, mm. it, it was, and it was, look, oh, to tell you what, Blue, I've still got today two, probably two of my closest mates, 
that I worked with at McDonald's. Yeah. You know, and we ended up playing a lot of music together mm. and, and kicking on and everyone else, of course, gone off in their families and, and, and started families and whatnot. But I still remain in regular contact with those guys. Yeah. And they're... Yeah. If I look at them across my other mates, they're, they're fine men. You know, there you go. yeah. So there you, go. you know, there's some good things that come out. So there's, there's a, yeah. I think it was um, Bill Gates was talking to a class one time, a graduating class, and it's a classic. You often yeah. hear this quoted, and uh, he said, you know, um, uh, in when you join the workforce, you know, just let me tell you that, um, you know, working at a hamburger joint and flipping burgers, mm. it's not exploitation; mm. it's opportunity. Yeah. You know, and that's what you've got. And he used to, he used to just tell them, you know, yeah. you're going out there, you're not special. Yeah. It's show us what you got, justify yeah. your existence because yeah. if, you know, if you trip up and you haven't got what I want, yeah. there's 50 people behind you that are going to ray over the top of you to get yeah. the opportunity that you've got. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, really, really kind of, uh, yeah. you know, interesting, interesting philosophy. There was a bloke, I can't actually remember his name, but you still see it uh, around... Um, uh, Thomas National Transport, you know, TNT. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. finished up with about four degrees that he put himself through. You know, I thought you were going to say really he finished up in five bits. <laughs> one of those, uh, you know, knockabout blokes that just yeah. bought a truck and bought another one and yeah, had this yeah. multi-million dollar empire. Now, he, he had a philosophy that he wouldn't hire anyone, you know, for the office or admin that had a university degree, which I think has taken it to the extreme. <laughs> he said, no, 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 you come and work for me. Show me what you've got. Produce. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to want to replace me in six months' time. You think, oh, I've done the hard knocks. I've gone to uni. You know, I deserve, you know, special treatment, and I want, you know, really high rate of pay. Come and start with me, and then I'll give you all the time off you want, and I'll help you get your tertiary education yeah. while you're actually working, mm. because that's the kind of person I want. So I don't know if he's stuck with that forever, and someone might ring and say, oh, blue, that's out of yeah, date. Yeah, it may yeah, well be, yeah. but I know at one time in his life and his career, he just made the blanket rule with some special princes and princesses yeah. that he had working yeah. for him that you know um you know i've got my degree Peach. you know yeah. I'm, I'm prepared to do two weeks of hard graft and then i expect to be the assistant to the ceo and then two weeks after that the ceo because that's where i should be and he yeah. just said no 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 you come to me from whatever school you finished i'll see what you got and if i like you i'll put you through uni i'll pay for it yeah. which i think is a really um yeah. uh, interesting attitude <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely interesting you know just sorry i change the topic sometimes but you know i see on the news last night the teachers are striking the buses are striking and you know oh, the first person or the first industry i think that should be is, is the trucking industry but um you know there's there's, abs there's, there's not and there's not an industry in australia that would operate without the trucking industry um you know and these blokes a lot of them are getting 70 hour weeks they're going home with 38 42 grand um mm. You know, it's, it's, yeah, I think we need to sort of have a bit of a look at that. But, uh, you know, the, the, the pressure that's on some of these, these people is, is enormous, you know. Um, you know, when you were talking earlier about getting out of, uh, you know, Western Sydney with the house prices going through the roof, you know, settling out in places like beautiful Lithgow, um, mm. you know, taking a lot of that pressure off yourself. What's a mortgage down there in Sydney? It's one and a half million bucks. Mm. You know, no, I'll tell you now, no, if one and a half million bucks to be relative is, is a quarter of a million dollars a year income, if, mm -hmm. if you put that mm -hmm. back to, mm -hmm. you know, through the 80s, and, and that's even through the, the, the recession we had to have. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, we've got to do something We're not about earning that. a quarter of a million bucks. We've got know. to do something about that, and our current political system makes it all but impossible 
So mm-hmm. what's going to happen is like, you know, John Howard was on record of never, never, never will I introduce a GST. Yeah. He gets into office and raises right. a GST. Straight away, it's going to come um, in. That's what we're going to have to do, you know, mm-hmm. because um, all of those things that Labor tried to do at the last election need to be done and will mm-hmm. be done. Mm-hmm. And it's really going to mean that, you know, they're going to have to lie to the electorate because they won't get in if they tell the truth. Yeah. Because, you know, um, there's a whole lot of things that just need to be done. And, yeah. you know, a lot of this stuff we're talking about, you know, um, you know, with the preferential treatment through, you know, negative gearing and, you know, uh, mm. share portfolio. You know, housing was never designed or meant to be a bloody mm. investment, mm. you know. It was, it was meant to be somewhere that you live. And, you know, I th- think we've lost sight of that. And, you know, there's, there's, you know, kids that, you know, have, um, you know, raided the bank of mum and dad. They've gone without, yeah. you know, um, and, you know, they've raised a considerable amount of money yeah. and... And, you know, they'll go and, uh, you know, line up in the queue at an auction and they'll be outbid by, you know, 10 or 12 other people who were buying their eighth and ninth investment property. That shows me that there's something wrong in society. The other beef that I got, and we got two houses very close to us where we live, they were houses in the, you know, five fifty, six hundred thousand range that young couples from Sydney can afford to come up and buy. They're both B&Bs. We've got to do something about that. Yeah. Because that itself is an investment. That's somewhere mm. that someone could be living. And mm. it's at that price range that is, the, you know, the classic starter. The houses mm. aren't perfect. They need a lot of work. But they've got big backyards. They're perfect for kids and dogs mm. and real mm. human beings to live and pay off. But they're B&Bs, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't even know what the Blue Mountain City Council policies yeah. are on that. But they've got to be regulated. Yeah. And, you know, we can't just do nothing. Mm. Because, you know, this whole capitalist society of ours, it's like a game. Mm. And everyone, if they need to play, they've got to be able to pull on the jumper and pull on the boots and run out on the field. And it's got to be reasonably level and reasonably fair Mm. and reasonably well regulated or umpired or refereed, if Mm. you follow the analogy. Because if you get hundreds of thousands or millions of young people that just grow up believing that the system's against them Mm. and there's no good even trying to play... Mm. um, you know, like you look at somewhere like, um, you know, uh, Dubai, where, you know, um, if you haven't sort of got s- yourself something decent by the time you're 40, mm. the government will virtually give it to you. If mm. you haven't raised enough gold to buy a bride, the government will buy you the gold. If you haven't yet got a, a car, they'll buy you a car because mm. they don't want you looking at the Americans and all the expat Australians mm. and British people running around the streets in nice new shiny cars because they're all well paid. Oh, yeah. And to stem, uh, you know, local revolt, the government steps in to an incredible degree mm. and, you know, can assist with the housing, assist with the car, assist with the mm. gold for, a, for a, you know, to buy... To these get these a, are hard-working people, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, saying, you yeah, know. But the, they're just... Yeah, the government yeah. makes sure... Mm through, you know, steps that we think are, you know, out of control and just way over the top. But nonetheless, they're doing something. And, yeah. you know, I don't think our system would ever allow that to happen. But nevertheless, um, you know, um, what are you going to do about firemen and police and nurses mm. who mm. have to live way out the, you know, 200k yeah. away from Sydney to be able to buy a house? Well, what are they going to well, do? Well, that was and my they, point earlier. You know, they, they're not earning. They've they got to, you know, go into the police station yeah. at Surrey Hills and, and run a 12-hour shift. Yeah. You know, nurses yeah. at... at yeah. In the hospital, you know, like all I'm saying, I know what the answer is, I'm not a politician, yeah. but we have to do something. Well, I, I just kind of, I guess, was getting to looking at from a, a mental health perspective as well, uh, Blue and, and Bodie, was, you know, I hope we learn from, you know, what's about, because I've no doubt it's going to happen as, 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 the, the, as the clock ticks 
as 12 o'clock's a boom and six o'clock's a bust. Mm. You know, it's generally every seven years. Well, it's been mm. been about 13, 14 yeah, years. Yeah, so yeah. We've, we've kind of missed one of them. Mm. And, you know, the, the, the last one, which of course was a GFC, the, the suicide rate, um, you know, towards mm. the, the wealthy end of Australians. Yeah, it, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was 2000, 2007 or two, anyway. Yeah, it, it was astronomical. Mm. It, was, it, it was more, it was all, I think it was at, at over a three or four month period, it was double um, the yeah. seven men a day. Um, so I don't think that so much it's going to impact the people that are at the very high end of, of income. No. It, I, this, is, this next one that's going to come in is going to impact the middle class and, and, and everyday Australians' lives. Um, and, and that's, you know, the cost of living is just... What they call the sensible centre that both parties try and aspire to yeah. bring with them. Yeah. The, you know, like mm. the sensible centre, unquote. You know, mm. but the thing that baffled me, and I've read quite a bit about that, you know, the 2008, you know, collapse. Um, the fact that we as a society, particularly in America, couldn't see that coming. You know, I read a book about this bloke that was a true story. He um, he went to work for a large American bank and he said this uh, punter came in, you know, to get a house loan somewhere in, you know, central, middle United States. And this bloke come in. He'd never worked. He'd never had a job. Didn't have a dollar to his name. And nor did his wife. And he, you know, he's he was giving up, yeah. stepping up stepping up to the bank to uh, get a loan. And it's it's taking 120% of, such, of the mortgage, yeah. Such an impact uh, on this bloke with his, you know, kind of first day in the bank mm. um, that he actually compiled this paperwork and took it home for something to have a, you know, a laugh and a glass of red wine with over his wife and a chuckle. And on his way out, he went to the, you know, his um, assigned manager and says, hey, look at this bloody dreamer, boss, look at this. And he said, oh, take him, take him, take him, sign him up. And he's gone. What? Are you kidding me? So anyway, he's gone home and told his wife, and you know, he left there within a you know week or so. He thought, you know, like this is going to fall down around us, you know. And coupled with the fact that um, in America they have the saying uh, "jingle mail," you know, like if you um, if you take out a mortgage and you're paying off a house, you just send the keys back to the bank, hence the jingle mail. Cop this, you don't own that loan anymore. Yeah. You know, you just step away, yeah. and they don't come after you. Yeah. They don't say, oi, Sunshine, you signed here to repay this loan. The fact that you've walked away from it, you still owe us for the place. Yeah. So with all the expenses that we're going to incur to sell it and try and get some money back, you know, um, you're still in the frame for that mortgage, mate. In the States, they don't even have that. Yeah. You know, and you just think, what did they expect was going to happen? Um, yeah, so I, I just think... It's just devastating, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, like you've got, you've got the case where it must be so frustrating for some of those, you know, like within the Labor Party, for example, that, you know, have, you know, genuine green credentials. And like, mm. you know, Labor even had to recently drop its pledge that it was going to, you know, uh, bring itself into line with um, most of, uh, you know, like the Western world, the so-called first world, and, uh, you know, get strict about vehicle emissions and, uh, you know, uh, fuel stand. We've got the dirtiest fuel in the world and... The, um, you know, cars that run on our roads wouldn't be allowed in Europe or America. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's such an obvious thing to do, mm. but to make themselves a quote-unquote lesser target, they've even dropped that. Mm. And you think that should be a lay-down misere. Yeah. You know, so again, yeah. I think that's going to have to be done by a smart government who gets in with a landslide and do it within the first three months yeah. and hope that yeah. in the next two years and nine months people will get over it like we got over the GST. And 
you know, wind back uh, negative gearing, you know, wind back um, a whole lot of things mm. and just crack on and do it and mm. say, well, we're mm. in government, you know, maybe you misheard us, you know, they'll find mm. a way to spin it mm. and, um, and, well, just, well, and just make these changes because the tragedy is if they stand up on a podium and they declare that as their platform, they wouldn't get within a bull's roar of government. So, mm. you know, um, that's a really sad state of... And everyone gets asked to rule in and rule out. You know, you can't do that. Life's not black and white like that. Life is all grey. So mm. you should be able to give a sensible answer and say, you know what, let's just have a look and see the way the wind blows when we get there. But, of course, no-one would elect someone who was honest enough well, to I, say I, that in the first place. Well, most elections really come down to who you trust most. If you, if you have to say one thing, it's who you trust most. I... I think in this election it's going to be who's going to which which bloke is going to handle the pressure the most. And I, you know, as you know, I'm with you with what you're saying. Um, I don't know. This is just my opinion. I just, uh, you know, I think um, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd like. I, I see that Chris Bowen's really getting a good run through the media at the moment, mm, isn't mm. he? You know, they're really fronting him a bit more. Like you see Chris Bowen up there more than you see Albert. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, he, well, that, he presents. That, he does. That, that puts questions forward. You he know. presents very well. And, yeah. You know the other thing. Yeah, well, he's got he's got knackers, mate. The other thing. The other thing that's interesting about that is, um, I remember uh, there was a story reported in the Herald some months back where you know a um, successful German businessman was fronted in the street and they said, you know, uh, what's your you know charity? What's your giving charity portfolio? He said, I don't have one. I pay a lot of tax, which is interesting because my father used to tell me that when they. Um, um, uh, in the midst of controversy, introduced a TAB to Australia. They said, well, that'll be the end. You won't get any more phone calls from the Heart Foundation or, you know, the Polio Foundation or, you know, um, anyone else because we're going to raise so much money through all this kind of stuff that uh, you won't get tapped on the shoulder now for donation. I don't know about you, but we get a swag of calls. Like my missus yeah. and I, you know, we donate. We've got some chosen charities. We, we donate to the Salvos. We donate to Youth Off the Streets and we donate to the Blue, Blue Dragon um, yeah. Uh, charity in Vietnam because they rescue women from sexual slavery and, and like issues uh, but you know you can't you can't help everyone as much as you'd like to and you just think you know with these these companies that you know arrange their affairs so that it looks like you know they've actually lost a dollar rather than making billions and they you know run it all through the Cayman Islands or somewhere you know we've got to find a way to stop that because if you know everybody and I mean everybody every business every individual paid their fair rate of tax. You don't have to pay any more than that. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe mm. we'd get a lot less of these. Because, you know, the reality is that you want to help everyone. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and I feel guilty when I yeah. say to, you know, say some other charity that rings and say, look, you know, we've, we've got our chosen charities. We've picked ours based on our own life experience. And, mm. you know, we can't, we can't, we can't yeah. support everyone. But, you know, should we have to? Mm. 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 Bates? Oh, look, I'm just sort of sitting here with this kind of um, feeling of, um, you know, um, um, the, the, you know the, the sketching out a sort of a kind of a what is it that we have to do in order to bring um, uh, some um, more egalitarian, the great Australian sort of um, idea of mateship. Um, to bring it back because mateship also implies taking care of everybody um, and you know not s directing policy only at those who um, are conventionally successful 
um, but, but to actually include all those who are working towards wanting to have a place within our society. And, um, you know, it, it, it seems to, to, you know, you were talking, Blue, about um, someone needs to come in with a big landslide. Well, that's um, what Gough Whitlam did, didn't he? I mean, he came in uh, with a landslide and an agenda to modernise Australia. And he, he made many achievements and ushering in a new era, if you like, of understanding. And sort of, that's an attractive idea. But I think um, we're, we're also uh, recognising our own impotence um, around change, you know, like yeah. um, as, you know, here we are sitting, sketching out, um, you know, something that we would look forward to. Um, but we're not... Um, we're not in this driver's seat, you know. We're we're, we're providing commentary, um, um, but the decisions that are made elsewhere. And I think that what we are recognising is um, basically um, we don't have a voice anymore. Mm. That that idea of democracy and, and making yeah. a difference at the ballot box yeah, and all point. that sort of great stuff. Um, y- you know, we ca- we've been captured by. Um, Fox News, for example, um, or Rupert Murdoch's um, in a stranglehold on, on um, discussion um, and editorial that actually shapes a more egalitarian... Mm. All of that's uh, absolutely gone. So, so what, what I think is interesting is um, how do we digest at some level um, uh, um, some, of what, some of these difficulties that are sort of emerging and um, what might be the solutions and I've got no answers to that I mean I mean I quite frankly I think uh, we're going to be um, dealing with some very difficult external realities uh, introduced by climate change um, uh, in- increased viral complications Already there's a, uh, a podcast that says uh, that the apocalypse will be delivered via a rogue virus, you know, that, um, that's, um, um, and we just don't have the resources, um, if you like, historically to actually sort of fight against massive population attrition uh, due to illness, uh, like the plague actually happened in, the, um, in its time in Europe. Um, so, you know, I think we're, um, the illusion that we, ha- we understand something um, if we if we cannot apply multi-dimensional thinking um, to um, to recognise what is the problem and what are the bunch of solutions that we can sit with, if we're not prepared to do that work, um, we're going to see increasing division, um, increasing suffering, increasing polarisation. Um, and, um, and and increasing um, negativity on the on the streets. Mm. So um, the you know one could well, which is what is happening now. Yeah, and and that's what's starting to show yeah. up, isn't it? That there are fractures. And that's not even talking about the realities of large foreign players who deliberately seek to undermine yeah, that's our right. concept yeah. of yeah. democracy. Yeah. We've got to be a wake up to that. Yeah. Absolutely. So so we're 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 in a really I think. Um, Pivotal. Pivotal time of sitting with um, um, becoming more real about uh, we've got to do some serious thinking and it, and it can't be 
one solution. It's got to be a multi-perspective understanding of what what is the future we're looking for. What can we agree upon? Um, is one you know important conversation, and that's not happening. Uh, I'm not seeing that in Australian society. What is the future we're looking for? Um, you know, what can we agree upon? Um, what I'm seeing is all sorts of kind of fear cam- campaigns, yeah. and Blue, you're pointing that out, yeah. um, that um, the Libs say, uh, yeah, the Labors, they don't know how to manage an economy, and they're all about taxation and regulation, watch out for them. And, you know, immediately um, creative ideas that might in- require some increased regulation or some new understanding of self-management um, c- that can't show up. Yeah. Um, and so, we, so we've been sort of um, uh, saturated with information um, that ultimately put what's happening is people are withdrawing from the public uh, discussion mm-hmm. rather than increasing it. Yeah, And I think that's really what the power structures want. Mm. Because they want us to be overloaded and to actually pull back and let them actually sort of deliver our future. Mm. I think the opposite's going to happen. You know, I think the real hope is that, uh, you know, whether we like it or not, and we're going to go down um, kicking and screaming and fighting is the Thunbergs of this world. You know, and you, you you talk to a lot of these kids that are just coming out of year 12 and that sort of stuff. They recognise what's going on and they're not at all happy about it and they're going to fix it. And there's going to be pain and there's going to be anguish. And the longer we leave it, the more it's going to hurt. But they'll do it. They'll do it. You know, um, they, they actually recognise. You know, it's a bit like, um, you know, I bought a poster when I was um, serving in London on exchange. Um, you know, that uh, iconic, you know, dad sitting on the lounge contemplating and the kids have got toys. What did you do in the war, dad? And it'll now be, um, granddad, how did you help me and my children in the climate wars? What was your stance? What did you do about it? You know, should I be proud of you, or were you part of the problem, Granddad, or were you part of the solution? And I think um, that kind of, uh, in a sense, is what's going to happen. Because when you think, at a stroke of the pen, we could make our system so much fairer, and I think we should do it tomorrow, no political donations. Fund the electoral system, you know, and no party gets any money from BHP, Rio Tinto, anyone at all, you know. We... We want a political system. We have to pay for it. The money's got to come from somewhere, but it should not come. You know, you drive through Canberra and you look at the number and type of lobbying associations and they don't live in wooden shacks, mm. you know, yeah. and, and those people are lined up yeah. knocking on the door of the minister for, you know, underwater basket weaving, stitching up deals. That's not the way our system's meant to work. You know, you vote you um, uh, and you step back. And, you know, like it's like any committee, you know, like even at, um, you know, uh, the level of the sergeant's mess and the officer's messes, you know, if if you denigrate those that are there and throw rocks at them, you know, the meeting will declare then and then that you're you're the new treasurer. You identify the problem, you fix it. Um, And and, and to an extent, you know, with our political system, that's what we're going to have to do. There was a really interesting line. I don't know if anyone's been watching that um, great show on the ABC, Total Control. Mm. on a Sunday night, you know, with an Aboriginal woman from Winton who um, played by the outstanding Deborah Malman. And uh, she gets fronted by... uh, She gets fronted by a punter in the street in Sydney. And uh, he's all... And she just goes straight back to him. I love that. She says, well, come on, mate. When's the last time you wrote to a minister or knocked on the door of your local member? Who is your local member, by the way? (laughs) Nobody. You know, and she says, mate, get engaged. Get involved. Step up. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. um, start owning the system. Start mm -hmm. making yourself heard, you know. That's where change is going to come. And I think that, uh, you know, uh, the younger people of today, you know, they're sharp, they're onto it, they know what the issues are, and they won't put up with what we're putting up with. They mm -hmm. will just mm -hmm. apply the string bag test and they'll pick it up and they'll shake it and you watch mm -hmm. what the changes, um, you know, well, will, gonna will fall out of that. They're going to have to form a completely different party of politics really if you if you think about it I mean, yeah. because the alp and the lnp are well, certainly not feeding into the word party doesn't appear in the constitution well, that's right, right. you're yeah. meant to represent each individual yeah. electorate they only form parties for convenience but you know mm. the word party is not in the constitution mm. you don't have to have a party mm. to have um, government in australia yeah, look at Zali and, you know yeah, like even in that you know that uh, um, yeah, that, that total control, mm. you know, what we want is some really strong, good quality independence. Mm. You watch them make a difference, yeah. you know, they'll have the, well, balance, you've seen that. They'll have the balance of power. Jackie and uh, yeah. it's been reflected in that um, excellent show, you know, Total Control, mm. where, uh, you know, you can see that the government's about to be held to ransom mm. and the major parties um, mm. by these strong willed. I'm going to have to watch this. I, I, um, independence. Yeah, you'll catch it on iView. It's, it's outstanding. It's very, yeah. well, very well done. Yeah, this, mm. I saw this a couple of really good actresses in it. And I know yeah. Deborah Marman's in it. And, um, yeah, Rachel Griffiths. Ra Rachel yeah, Griffiths. Yeah, Rachel Griffiths. Rachel Griffiths doesn't doesn't get in a bad series or movie, let alone that. I think so, one of the things that I'm sort of interested in is um, getting involved. Um, you know, one of the benefits of getting involved is that you you start talking to people, you start ha actively engaging, you start thinking about issues, you start. Um, um, moving outside of your own sort of kind of misery um, into uh, thinking in a, in a deeper sort of way. So, I, I, um, you know, one of the things that made a huge difference to me when I was kind of stuck in, in, in difficult thinking uh, about what my future might look like is uh, getting involved in a youth group and um, um, it didn't take long before I was actually running the damn thing. And it sort of kind of got me involved um, in, in, a, in a much more interesting story than my own sort of kind of uh, stuckness at the time. So, um, you know, I think one, one, one of the takeout message that I would want to say here um, is, um, you know, if you're worrying about this sort of stuff, um, get involved at some level, whether it's actually handing out leaflets or joining a party or uh, standing as independent or d d uh, doing a, a, a political studies degree. Yeah. Um, you know, I think about... Um, a, person who was on here the other day, Susie Van Optop, she um, you know, has got elected, um, Ward 2. Congratulations, uh, Susie. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, she's got a history of community involvement and community mm. development and, and uh, consistent uh, concern for those who are, who are more marginalised, strong focus on women's issues, um, domestic violence, um, that sort of stuff. So these people with quality and proven sort of skills on the ground, um, you know, will actually contribute to a much different type of debate than those who have come through, um, you know, uh, a legal career um, or, yeah. Um, um, yeah. you know, um, a building career, um, you know, and, and all what they're interested in doing is feathering their life post um, their, their time of politics. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Coming through so, the party machinery, yeah, you yeah. know, like um, so, straight, you know, so, straight from uni to working for the yeah. party to, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, stepping up yeah. and you know being yeah. parachuted into someone, someone's mm. electorate. That's the difference with people like Susie. You know, mm. she's one of us. She lives here. She lived here for many years, That's and uh, you know, it. she's one of us. And she wasn't, uh, you we, know, parachuted had, yeah. in from some other shore or whatever. We had her on the show the other. I think it was two, three weeks ago. And um, I, as I said to Bodes at the end of it, I said, I just, 
just wanted to lean across the table and give her a hug. Yeah. She's just got the kindest eyes, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. She's and she's just a beautiful lady, isn't she? You know, inside yeah, and yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we're very blessed to have um, yeah, yeah. people and like she's coming back in the new Susan. year too. So we're looking yeah. forward to. It. Then she wants to talk a little bit more about uh, domestic violence. Um, Wonderful, and, and how we mm. and how we might actually also wrestle with that 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 mm. reality. Um, Bearing the hatchet, so sort of kind of keen to sort of kind of at end of the show this year to actually also invite people to think about uh, moving away from old feuds within the family right. um, and uh, trying to get a conversation going. Um, mm, mm. You know, I think, I think um, when we... Uh, conflict happens, of course it does, um, but we're not very skilled at sort of understanding that conflict also is an opportunity. Um, and an opportunity to uh, to talk more deeply about what might be going on in the family or what historically might have be, might have been a problem. Mm. Um, so if if you if you're walking into Christmas um, with some complaints about somebody within the family, have a go at just talking about it. Not from you did this and you did that, but just mm. saying yeah, I'm, I'm sort of carrying a little bit of sort of um, guilt or I'm, I'm carrying a little bit of sadness because um, it feels okay. to me like our family is not as close as it could be yeah. and I'm wondering how we might sort of generate that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's fellowship. Yeah. That's reaching out. That's having yeah. a conversation. It's not easy to do, but it takes, it takes an ability to step outside your own um, uh, self-saturated sort of view of something and taking a bigger look at the bigger picture. Yeah. yeah. That's all yeah. that's all that's all yeah. it's all bearing that's required, the hatchet, eh? yeah. Bearing the hatchet. Building the bridge. Building yeah. the bridge. Yeah. That's one well, of your well, lines. Of blue, you must have yeah, plenty of other it just on goes back to, you know, when I was on the when I was on the program, you know, two weeks ago when uh, um, Paul Kelly was being interviewed about his new album and oh, it's yeah. really, I was like, I reckon it's a great line, you know. Um, you know, the interviewer says, you know, well, what makes Paul Kelly tick? You know, who is, who is Paul Kelly? He says, mate, don't ask me. How would I know? Yeah. He says, um, you've got to ask, you know, the people around me, the people that know me, because I'll give you one picture of Paul Kelly. And, you know, my, you know, um, those that are around me that know me will say, what is that what he said? No yeah. way. You know, so I think, you know, with what, what Bodie was saying, if you get these sort of family disputes, just sort of open it up and just ask someone honestly, yeah. well, you know, yeah. How do you see my role? How do you see, you know, what I've done in the family? You, mate, don't you remember when you said or did or something? Yeah. And you go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that bit. That's not, you, you see what I mean? Exactly. Because we, we yeah. all, um, you know, it's like, um, it, you know, it's like, uh, um, you know, I remember, you know, women complaining, you know, where, you know, a very attractive woman or, you know, walk past a middle-aged bloke on the beach and he's got the veranda over the toy shop happening and he doesn't suck it in and puff his chest out, he'll just think to himself, hey, check this out, girls, you should be so lucky. <laughs> you know, and the girl might be, a, you know, an outstanding model and yeah. she think, oh, I've got this line here, I've got this crease, or, you know, the wind's blowing my he's, hair. He's doing the Les Patterson. Gorgeous and beautiful. And he's just there. <laughs> in Les saying, Patterson style. You should be so lucky, girls, you know. <laughs> and um, But, you know, if someone was to honestly say to that bloke, mate, yeah. have a good look at yourself. You know, like you've yeah. gone grey. You yeah. know, um, you've uh, you know you've got the veranda over the toy shop. You put on a bit yeah. of weight. You know, you're not looking too flash, mate. You're not <laughs> you're not as you perceive yourself. And you go, oh, 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 oh. You've got to, okay. You've got to start yeah. to suck it in now. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But yeah, I'm, I'm interested in this idea about um, uh, that our young people will ultimately. Um, uh, you know, they have to deal with the mess that we've created. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and but what will they do? Um, and what will be the um, shifts um, and um, corresponding shifts that will make a difference? Um, so I, I'm, I'm, 
I haven't seen um, a strong youth. I mean, I know that in certain things like um, climate change, young people have started to show up, and I think that's really important. Uh, um, and increasingly, um, you, you know, in, in big summits around climate, you see young people from Nigeria and that sort of stuff speaking really well and articulately about, um, you know, the, the new direction. So, so I think that, uh, you know, I, I sort of kind of praying, if you like, I'm using that word intentionally, um, that young people will um, start to move away from a consideration, exclusive consideration of what shall I do with my life to how can I make a difference? Definitely. Yeah. 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 No, how can I make a difference? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's really well said. Thank you, Bates. There was a woman Thanks. on um, uh, Australian Story last night, um, absolute innovator. She's the New South Wales, um, you know, Woman of the Year and uh, remarkable. You know, she's a real Nazi in the house about, you know, rubbish. You know, the kids all throw stuff away and she was like, that could be reused. I could uh, yeah. do something with that. Yeah. And she sorts out this rubbish. Anyway, cut a long story short, she's actually found, because she's a professor yeah. and she's very very critical at home to minimize her waste and you know help yeah, people yeah, in the street yeah. with their recycling but she's taken it to such a level that she's found a way that she can um take coal out of the equation for even making steel by crushing up things like um mattresses and old rubber tires right it's incredible and um she's helped this bloke in uh, i think it's shepparton victoria wow. um get a grant for this um uh, machinery and you know what's yeah, virtually yeah, yeah, an yeah, old farm yeah. shed yeah. you know between half a million and a million bucks and they they churn through these mattresses and you know all sorts of other kinds of material mm. and they make these uh, ceramic tiles that they can make um you know um they can make uh you know um uh you know roofing tiles uh tiles for inside houses uh, chairs, tables, everything, and they can crush this product up further and use it in the process to replace coking coal, even to make steel. It's yeah. remarkable. Yeah. Now, that's where I think you know you'll get kids leaving school that want to make a difference. They're yeah. the people that they're going to want to be working for. Yeah. You know, they yeah, won't want to be working for the environmental yeah. destroyers like no. the oil companies and yeah. and all those sorts of people. They'll be the ones that'll you know. Um, well, that's a way forward for the industry in the world. Yeah, yeah, waste yeah. management is going to be the biggest industry in the world. Definitely, you know, a lot of yeah. experts. Um, are uh, clothing's them. another yeah. one. They just yeah. they got these huge curtains from yeah. Parliament House, well. and. Um, and uh, you know, fed them through this machine, crunched it all up. Next thing you know, it's a ceramic tile lining someone's new bathroom. Yeah. You know, it's just um, amazing innovation. And yeah. uh, you know, you know, I think with um, you know the attitudes of you know some of the uh, very smart kids we've got coming out of year twelve in university. Um, you know, you watch the share prices of those kind of industries skyrocket, and the others will be left behind. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Um, as a finishing up for me, I'd like to uh, just uh, a shout out to those men who um, may be, for whatever reason, um, maybe something that they may have done in the past or um, currently or whatever, but who may not have much contact with their children yeah. over Christmas time. Yeah, no good. Um, you know, uh, a shout out uh, to those guys um, uh, to look after yourself, um, to hold on to yourself, to. Uh, step away from um, um, falling into a despair um, or falling into anger 
um, try try to hold on to yourself um, at this time. Um, I, I think it's one of the undiagnosed great losses um, uh, for uh, a lot of men who I do actually meet up in my practice, who for um, you know who are dis- disconnected from their children and who have a genuine love for their children. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, um, yeah, um, thanks, mate. holding out to you guys um, yeah. um, and hold on to yourself. Thanks, we'll, see you, we'll see you in the new year. We certainly will. Thanks, Blue. And uh, thanks, Bodie. Bodie, of course, is uh, able to be contacted on 0424 416 969. Big thanks to Craig Beachy, or Manufacturing Personnel Proprietary Limited uh, Recruitment and Labour Hire Company, 0416 700 870. We'll be back early in the new year, or well, sorry, mid to late January. Uh, but have a great Christmas and be kind to each other. Thank you. Beautiful.